Okay. Okay, so um, our scripture for today is um, Romans chapter 12 from verse 9 to 21. So I'll share my screen as always and I will read it. Can you see my screen? Yeah, I can see your screen. Okay. Okay, so Romans chapter 12 from verse 9 to 21. And I read, he says, Let love be without hypocrisy. Abhor what is evil, cling to what is good. Be kindly affectionate to one another with brotherly love, in honor giving preference to one another. Not lagging in diligence, fervent in spirit, serving the Lord, rejoicing in hope, patient in tribulation, continuing steadfastly in prayer, Distributing to the needs of the saints, giving to hospitality. Bless those who persecute you. Bless and do not curse. Rejoice with those who rejoice and weep with those who weep. Be of the same mind toward one another. Do not set your heart or do not set your mind on high things, but as you but associate with the humble. Do not be wise in your own opinion. Repay no one evil for evil. Have regard for good things in the sight of all men. If it is possible, as much as depends on you, live peaceably with all men. Beloved, do not avenge yourselves, but rather give place to wrath. For it is written, vengeance is mine. I will repay, says the Lord. Therefore, if your enemy is hungry, feed him. If he, if he is thirsty, give him a drink. If in, for in so doing, you will heap coals of fire on his head. 21. Do not be overcome by evil, but overcome evil with good. And the Lord bless the reading of his word. Amen. Amen. So, like I said in the when I posted it on the group, um, I would for it to be very interactive, just for us to. Um, I mean, reading it, it's 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 really self-explanatory. It's very clear. You know, but um, we've had, I'm sure, uh, we've had certain experiences based on things that uh, we've read, some way or the other, and. Um, also, as each person read, I'm sure each person read the scripture, um, it would be good to also have an idea or hear um, our insights and what God must have, you know, revealed to each person. So, um, without further ado, we start. Um, 
first of all, let me just open the floor this way. So this scripture, this passage, um, I was inspired by this, um, for this meeting or for this passage by um, the happenings, um, especially around um, Nigeria here, the things that uh, you know, are going on. I don't know if, I'm sure Houston, you know about it, right? Uh, I'm not sure Sheila knows. I don't know if she knows. Mm, yes, kind of, yeah. Yeah, concerning our elections and the whole thing. Sheila, are you aware of any sort? Kind of, I think so. Okay, so um, the the presidential elections were like I think three weeks ago, if I'm not mistaken, mm -hmm. and then uh, there's, there were a whole lot of uh, issues arising from that election. It wasn't an election; it was there were there was heavy rigging, and you know, but. And you know, during the election period, there's 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 always this divide, you know, between uh, two sides. So some people, for in America, is either the Democrats, it's the Democrats against the uh, Republicans. Republicans, yes. Um, so in Nigeria, usually it's usually used to be you know the party called. APC, which is all, uh, is all People's Congress, okay? Or actually, what's, what's the full meaning of APC again? Sir? I think all I'm progressive, like, all progressive, all Congress. progressive Congress. Oh, yes, I think so. And then, which is the APC, and then the People's Democratic Party, which is the PDP. But this time around, there is, there was a third force, um, there was a third force named Labour Party. And that Labour Party became, actually became, you know, uh, rose to be, I would I say number two, even above PDP in, in some sense. So it was, it's majorly, it has majorly be, been between the Labour Party and the APC. But like I said, there are a lot of controversies that follow the presidential elections and the gubernatorial the uh, states, different states, were last week, last weekend. And again, full of controversies. There were a lot of things that happened, especially in where I am in Lagos, which is termed a Yoruba state. Um, there's a lot of intimidation, there was a lot of oppression, bullying, um, there's a lot of hatred and uh, bigotry and tribalism flying around, especially between two tribes, which is the Yoruba tribe and the Igbo tribe. So this election, a lot of people have, have opinions, you know, um, how they see things. Even some people who probably didn't think they had this, you know, 
a lot of things being repeated in this period. Some people are showing their true colors. Some people are, you know, coming out of their shells. Some people, you know, it's now they are revealing they are, you know, that they have this deep-seated uh, hatred for one tribe, you know. Um, but all in all, you know, um, uh, you have Christians too who are um, who are partaking in the whole tribalism issue and all of that. And um, when it comes to this, a lot of Christians, they will tell you, oh, I'm first of all, I'm first of all my tribe before I'm in Nigeria, you know? And as a Christian, of course, we have, I have a problem with that because the scripture tells us that uh, in Christ, right? We are one and in Christ, there is neither Jew nor Gentile. And the person who even wrote that is uh, the person of Paul. If there's one person that was zealous for what he believed in or passionate, especially about the Jews, it was Paul. But the moment he found Christ and his life, his life was transformed. And when his life transformed, he began to see things differently. So it was Christ first before anything. And he's the one that wrote that. Christ, there is neither Gentile nor Jew, um, but all become one in Christ. So, because of the oppression of one tribe to the other and the other to the other, you know, there's this. You sometimes you see these things even from one being from one side. You see these things, and then Satan tries to rile up, you know, some form of anger and you are tempted to you know also you know have that same emotions or feelings against this other tribe that is you know against you and all of that, all of that it gets messy or it's so um i saw it is then I came across this verse 21 where it says, Do not overcome, do not be overcome by evil, but overcome evil with good. So, what all of this seeks to do is to, is to make people to be overcome by evil, to be filled with evil thoughts, to be filled with, you know, the, 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 the the emotions and the thought process of the enemy with rage, with anger, you know. I see it, I, I've seen a lot of things and I'm like, wow. So people really have this kind of hatred in their heart. You just see hatred sometimes that is not normal. It's not human. You just know the spirit is involved, of course. But yeah, I'm just, I was just trying to give the uh, background to what, um, inspired me or inspired this scripture and for us to just know what it means to be a Christian. What does it truly mean to be a Christian? Of course, we see all these, uh, all the things that are listed in all the different verses here. But yeah, I that backdrop so that it gives us some form of context. And, uh, but yeah, the floor is open. Um, I think my, I think my first question 
What does it mean to be a Christian? I mean, in today's world, judging on what I've said, I'm sure, like I said, some of us, wherever you are, you might you might have had such um, experiences, situations where, you know, um, things might want to cause you not to act as a Christian or cause you to want to maybe act as a a um, to push you to say, okay, I think I'm first in Nigeria before I'm a Christian. I think I'm first a Ghanaian before I'm a Christian. I think I'm first a Yoruba man or this one or that one before Christian. But what does it mean to be? What, what do you think? What does it mean to be a Christian in today's world? What do we think? Okay, I'm going to go ahead and answer that. So to answer the first question, which you stated that, um, you, which you asked us that, what does it mean to be a Christian in today's mm. world? Is that correct? Yes. So from, from what I've noticed is that to be a Christian in today's world is all about following tradition and being religious. When I say following tradition, going to church, um, you know, sowing seeds, being generous, you know, doing all these things, but lacking love in, in our heart. That's what I want to say concerning that. And what it means to be a true Christian it means to be Christ-like. And when you are Christ-like, you have the love of God in you. Because some people usually think that going to a church makes you a Christian, and that is not always true. And I would say for me, for the past few months, due to, not even for the past few months, but Something happened to me a couple of years ago, which caused me not to attend church anymore. You know, I still worship at home. I still do my, you know, I still do my Bible study and everything. I just don't go to church. And so somebody from my church approached me um, concerned why, you know, concerned why I didn't go to church. And, um, you know, I was telling them, you know, what I had experienced in the church and, and, you know, and everything. And, you know, I'm not going to, I'm not, I don't want to go into, I don't want to go into details, but I still, I still go to church, which I tried. I've tried like different churches. I've tried um, Saturday churches. I've tried Sunday churches and people always judge me on like on when I celebrate um, I observe, I observe, um, I observe Sabbath and, but the Bible also tells us not to judge people for, for when they decide to um, observe Sabbath. So I think in Christianity today, it's all about like labels. I mean, speaking and not doing what the word of God says in conclusion. Yeah. That's all I have to say concerning that. Mm. Okay. Thank you so much, Sheila. Yeah. I know I rambled a lot. No, 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 no. I mean, yeah. like I said, 
it to today's for us to really you know really because like i said the like i said what inspired uh this today's uh uh bible study is um what is going on now you know uh in nigeria especially where i am Lagos, and these are the things that can, of course, uh, uh, what's the word? Is it incite, you know, tribal wars? And all because in Lagos here, which is which is termed a Yoruba state, but it's more, uh, it's more of because Lagos was once the capital of, you know, Nigeria. So it's more, let's say, cosmopolitan. Or is it, it's a little bit more cosmopolitan or more, um, um, I don't know, open is the right word, than other states in Nigeria. So it's a mixture. It has a mix of people. Uh, a lot of people come from other places to settle. Yeah. So, um, but there's been that, uh, what's the name? It's been that, uh, especially during election period, you know, and these things are started, these things are, uh, they, they start, the people who uh, spark these fires are, you know, politicians who just want to use this to especially when they see the people are becoming one you know that's that's always the last card to just okay we need to divide these people so that they can continue <laughs> their uh, reign um, but yeah there's been a lot of that and it has tested a lot of people like i said a lot of christians now they already they they have they hold this view that look oh, when it comes to this oh, you know I'm first of all for example I'm first of all an Igbo person I'm first of all a Yoruba person before I'm a Nigerian even in the context even without Christ in that context we're supposed to be one people you know understand one nation before we start even looking at trials but it's not so. It's not so, so you see a lot of hatred. But being a Christian, like I said, you 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 are meant to put all of this aside and say, okay, like you said, it means being Christ-like. Um, how does Christ see this? How does how 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 am I supposed to respond to this? Am I supposed to uh, uh, speak the way? People are speaking, am I supposed to contribute or even promote anything such as tribalism? So what does the scripture say? What is the spirit of God saying? So these are the things. So it's it's just it's just it's just for us to just open up. You know, these things too happen in among families. Among families. So you can see just this thing is just it's human nature. It's it's a fallen nature thing that is you know it takes it just takes different form in america it can be oh race racism 
between blacks and between you know blacks versus whites that that whole kind of thing so in, in a smaller scale it can be between my family and your family my family against your family oh you are not part of this family that all sorts of things but it's the same thing just different covers depending on the 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 depending on the country depending on the magnitude depending on the size you know so or depending on the shape it takes so it's just that so but yeah thank you for sharing that it's uh like you said um there's a lot of uh outward appearance of christianity but that thing that the main thing which is love love is missing is missing um yeah that is what is really missing and one thing i really one thing i've really seen even in this whole thing is just lack of love lack of love <laughs> lack of love and these same people some of them these same people will you know on sunday they will go to church you know they will go to church they will still pray so but yeah um Houston, do you have do you have uh, anything to say concerning that Oh, not really, not really. You guys have said it pretty much. Not really. Okay. Okay. So, we can now, just having that um, foundation, we can just move to what the scripture is really saying. Because it gives... Um, it gives some like practical um, examples or steps of ways to truly behave like a Christian or truly be a Christian. First of all, it, it starts off saying, let love be without hypocrisy. Let love be without hypocrisy. How can love be without, or how can love be Oh, how do I ask this question? How can Hello? a person... Can you hear me? Oh. Can you hear me? Yes, I can hear you now, yes. Yeah, I can, yeah, I can hear you now. Yes. Okay, okay. So I said it starts off saying, let love be without hypocrisy. Let love be without hypocrisy. How can love be with hypocrisy? How do you think a person can love and be hypocritical about that? Well, you just said it now. Uh, for example, the example, in my own opinion, hmm. someone can say they love and they call themselves a Christian because someone who is truly a Christian, um, before I go to what I was about to say, you can say you love someone and then you have a division in your heart. And like, if you are if you are truly a Christian, you shouldn't see the difference between an Igbo man or Yoruba man 
or mm. Fulani person, you know, everybody should be the same. Or mm. a white person or a black person, you know, love, it shouldn't, it should not discriminate or like um whatever will be whatever treatment you give to A. So if they do something, the same treatment you give to B if they do something. Do you mm. understand in that context though? So yeah. Yes. Yes, thank you. Thank you. So in the area of love, we should not be hypocrites. Our love should be genuine. And do we think that one of the ways of having, um, this is me asking now, do we think that one of the ways of being hypocritical when it comes to loving others is, for example, um, you claiming to, like you said, you claiming to love this person. But when push comes to shove, when it comes to really um, showing that you is not there, you don't show it again. You don't show it. Yes, basically. For I, I'm I'm looking for a for a perfect example. Um, okay, for example, now, right? You say, you tell somebody, you see somebody. This person is on their own. Then somebody comes and says, "Oh, oh, come on, come, 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 come on, stay in my place." You know. Come, come, come. So he 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 shows so much care as if he loves. But when the person now maybe decides to come, they they begin to murmur, they begin to complain, they begin to treat the person. I don't know if, again, I don't know if that's a perfect example, but I'm still trying to look for a perfect example. But I don't know if my example was uh Clear. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Yes. So you pretend to basically you pretend to be something that you are not. You are not. Yes. Yeah. Does that count for that as well? For, oh, for what is yes. interesting. Okay. Yes, absolutely. Because mm. even so, um, mm. you know, even the Bible, um, God tells us that if we if we love Him then we will obey his commands. So mm. if we're saying that we love somebody, we're saying it with our lips and our actions should also um, match up with what we're saying. Yeah. Yeah, so and, you shouldn't... That... Okay, go on. No, go ahead, girl. Like, I was just going to say add to what you were saying, like, bring out another thing from that. Like, for example, let's say someone who is very, maybe a dickness or a dickin in the church, Mm. And then they have someone who is living with them and they have their mm. own children too. Mm. They probably, if they are preaching in church, they might just show you, oh, we love everybody equally. Mm. And, mm. you know, <laughs> they understand. But when they mm. go home, they treat the other person differently. They yeah. probably might give their own children um, meat and not give that person. Or even if they give them food, it might not even be the area of food. It might be the area of sharing division of labor of chores in the house. Mm. And you have you find out that that person is always there's this discrimination 
But someone mm. who who's, who truly loves, like loves, he will tell you the truth. He will, he will treat their own children the same. It's just like that's the path. My, in my own opinion, that's what I it would be another example to. If you say you really love, you're out there claiming you're a Christian. And then when mm. you go back to your own corner where nobody sees you, you know, act the same thing. And if you're not acting the same thing, then you're not practicing what you're preaching. You're just a mm. hypocrite. Mm. Yeah, definitely. Can definitely mm. relate to that. Mm. So two two things I can pick. So love should be one in truth. Should be in truth, right? It should there should be some form of truth. Yes. Shouldn't be it shouldn't be um it shouldn't be two faced. <laughs> When it comes yeah. to love, and another thing, it has to be sincere, mm-hmm. pure. So it also goes. To, it's also it also means not not um, not unconditional. Uh, yes, unconditional, yeah. but also yeah. knowing knowing where you are in the sense that, uh, like I said before, not. Um, not claiming to be something you are not. I've seen that a lot, especially in Christianity, in the sense that, um, so I remember then when I just gave my life to Christ and for some time at first, I was, I didn't really mix with people. Mm-hmm. Um, yes, I was a bit uh, isolated. So when I started mixing with people, with other young, you know, people like myself, I, um, especially in some groups, you know, I see there's this, you know, so much they want, you know, this is love. It, it felt so warm. They were loving, right? And, but when I got close, right? Because mm-hmm. I was like, okay, wow, this is, this is real Christianity. This is real love. But then you now go close, and then based on what, based on then based on my understanding of, you know, truth, based on my understanding of what it means to love, what it means to walk in truth, I began maybe situations will arise, and I'm like expecting, you understand them to, especially maybe leadership, especially them to okay, let it. Let them respond in this way. Let them do it this way. Uh, why are they doing it like this? Why are they hiding this? Why they, you, know, you, you understand? Just certain things I started seeing that, uh, but in the pulpit or when they are, when all eyes are, you know, upon them, they want to yeah. show that they love online. They want to show so much love, but some sometimes in 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 close dealings with this with some of these people. You see mm-hmm. something else. Mm-hmm. You see something else, you know. Yeah. And yeah, I began to see that, and it was. You see something else. You also see them. It's like double standards or double life. Yeah, you know? that kind of thing. So I, I began to see a lot of that, which at first was very discouraging, because. Ah, it now look like, like for me, your own is too much. So 
<laughs> your own is too much. Huh? This is not uh, your own Christianity. Is, it's not that serious. Uh, yeah, it's not that serious. <laughs> but I was like, but I thought you guys say you, you know, I thought you guys say, you know, you want the truth. Or the, so and I now realized that, you know, for some people it was just, it was all fake. One. Yeah. For some people, it. yes, yeah, I service. For some people, they they were doing what they were doing in the flesh. So they were not, they didn't truly understand what it means to be that thing that they claim to be. You know. Um, so when when something or situation or somebody who is truly that, right? Or who demands for that to be, you know, to be done when they have an encounter with such a situation or such person, then their true color will show, mm-hmm. you know, and you know, and because they're exposed, so you now see that there's some form of enmity. So for some people, they will now dislike you, or they will not just associate you. So I saw a lot of that. I saw that. So it, I, like I said at first, it was very discouraging. I was like, man, people are just fake, shot. <laughs> you know, yeah. and it, it can it can it can want to discourage you in terms of fellowship. But again, you 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 yourself also grow in terms of maturity, in terms of, you know, regardless of um, how people behave, should you, you, you respond with love, basically. So you, you yourself not be overcome with evil. So yeah, I, 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 I've seen, I've seen a lot of that. Um, so two things, like I said, from what um, each person said is love should be um, in truth, in truth meaning, I should not claim to be what I'm not. If I, you understand, mm-hmm. even though I should not claim to be what I'm not, but also seeking to grow, strive. You understand to grow. So if, if I say well, I can't really love, I'm not like this. Yes, that might be the truth, but. Am I also seeking to grow in that as well, right? Because at the end of the day, it's not, uh, it's not, uh, as we see, it's not, uh, it's not the love, it's not human kind of love that the scripture is talking about. It's Christ's type of love. So the love of Christ, which, so it's not, it's, 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 it's a love that is divine. So it's given to us, we receive it and we walk in it. As we receive it and walk in it, we are able to, you know, also share it to others that way. So it has to be in truth. And then the other thing has to be pure, sincere, from a pure heart, from a pure heart. So you realize that loving this way, right? also it puts a it puts some form of responsibility puts responsibility on on you on the person on us you know to always be genuine 
to always check our hearts, to always uh, be sure that, okay, is my love true, right? So the next thing I have is, um, abhor what is evil, cling to what is good. Um, I believe that's, that's very clear. But again, you know, what is evil can be in different degrees. <laughs> Am I right? There are degrees to evil. So, yes, 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 they are. There are degrees to evil. Mm-hmm. Um, a, uh, when I say, when, we, when scripture says evil, one person might see evil as killing somebody. Of course, that's evil. So it can be murder, but they are small lie. It's not evil to them, <laughs> right? <laughs> they are, they are, like the example that, uh, what's the name? The example that Houston gave about, you know, maltreating, maybe you have somebody living with you and you're maltreating the person, but outside you are, you know, that's evil, right? But maybe to that person, that same person now will see somebody, maybe another person that maybe, let's say, committed adultery and they say, Kai, wow, people are wicked, isn't it? <laughs> they themselves would say, These people are wicked. How can you do such a thing? But, <laughs> but they are doing, you understand? They are doing. Yeah another kind of evil you know at home and I see that that's the way most that's where a lot of people are you understand it's easy to point hey this person um this person is doing this person is so evil how can they you know and not seeing the little evil for some people it's because there's especially maybe for those who um are popular, you know. You can see some of those popular and they're doing evil. Yes, they're doing evil, you know. But because, so you know, because this other person's own, they're not popular. So their own evil is not, is not, is not showcased to the world. Everybody does not see it. So they believe they are, they themselves too are not working in evil, whereas they might be doing something worse even in secret. So, like I said, evil, but you know, they are the root of it is, I, I, this is me now. I see it as just abhor flesh, anything that is flesh, you know, of the fleshly nature, because that's where every form of evil, you know, stems from. So abhor what is evil, cling to what is good. Good, dear, also the opposite, adore at, Again, different levels, but at the root of it, knowing that only God is good. So um, cling to that which comes from God. Basically cling to God and the ways of God. Because God is good. So that's, I don't know, does, does anyone have anything to share concerning that? Abhor what is evil, cling to what is good. 
anything. Okay. Verse 10 says, verse 10 to, yes, verse 10 says, be kindly affectionate to one another with brotherly love in honor giving preference to one another. To one another. Um, not lagging, let me add 11. Not lagging in diligence, fervent in spirit, serving the Lord. There are a lot of points here. Be kindly affectionate. What does it mean to be affectionate to another? It says with brotherly love. What does it mean to be affectionate to another person? What do we think? What does it mean to be affectionate? Do we have an idea? When you like, when you like someone and you become, and then you show it to you, prove it's like through your actions and um, actions and words, like feelings for some something or person. Okay, I'll pick one word that you use. So, uh, I'll pick feelings. Yes. Feelings uh, um, are part of being affectionate to another. Shall I have any idea? Any idea? Hello? Can she hear you? Sheila, can you hear me? Okay, I guess she's not there at the moment. Okay. So I think I I think affectionate is when it has to do, you know, you can you can do things. You can do things of love. Uh, or you can do good things for somebody or things that, you know, show that you love the person without your affections, without your emotions, without your heart, you know, wanting and loving to do those things. Right? It's possible, isn't it? For so for some in some cases it might be out of compulsion. For some cases uh-huh. it might be out of duty, right? Yes. For example, yeah, like a husband, like for example, in marriage now, you know, as as the father, the husband can do things for your wife, for, for your children, just based on okay, and their father. I'm a husband, I just do it. 
and you do it and you do it well, yeah, it's a sign. But it's possible to also do it without being affectionate. So I believe he's saying here, be kindly affectionate to one another with brotherly love. So let's let our let our affections, our emotions also be part of the works that we do. Um, it's also important too when it comes to working with the Lord. Um, I remember when we talked about uh, uh, the church in is it Ephesus? Can't remember. Is it? I can't remember if it's Ephesus or where Jesus. One of the churches, seven churches, and the church where he said that uh, I think they're called the Loveless Church, where he said, "I know your works. You do this. You do this. You do this." But you have left your you have left your first love. So I believe one of the things that he was talking about is you have left your that passion, that affection that you had. Yes, you do the works, but the affections are not there. So yeah, I, that's what I believe he's saying here. Be kindly affectionate to one another with brotherly love in honor, giving preference to one another. Giving preference. So basically, hi, um, highly esteeming another, even above myself, you know. Um, it says, not lacking in diligence, fervent in spirit, serving the Lord. Not lacking in diligence, uh, not being... Um, Not being slow in basically being careful, being thoughtful, being thorough in our um, in showing love, paying attention to detail, not just doing it anyhow. Basically, I believe that's what he's saying. Fervent in spirit, serving the Lord. I don't know if you have any something to add to that yeah yes i just mm -hmm. wanted to say is um in regards to um not lagging um in diligence to me i understood it as um not being lazy yes that's that's yeah that's so not being lazy also indolence which is like it's just an advanced <laughs> an advanced form of laziness in the sense that uh, you might do it, but you do it in a very slothful way, in a very nonchalant way. So not being, uh, uh, I don't know if you I should use reluctantly. the word. Yes, reluctantly or very laid back. You do it in a way that you're, you're so laid back about it. You do, your heart is not there. You know, so it's 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 that's also what it's saying. So it's in all of those um, terms. So it's in all of those ways. Not being lazy, not slacking, and uh, being thorough and detailed and careful. Uh, being painstaking, basically. Um, Fervent in spirit, always 
let me just use layman's words being on fire in your spirit um that we should not be cold within because it 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 also it also affects I, I i say that also personally if you're cold right if i if my if i'm cold in my spirit it will affect my to affect how i you know share how i pour love to other people because i won't be motivated to do anything for anybody right so fervent in spirit passionate heartfelt um and also serving the lord serving the lord and I will join 12 to 12 and 13. 12 and 13 says, Rejoicing in hope, patient in tribulation, continuing steadfast in prayer, distributed to the needs of the saints, given to hospitality. What do we have to say about this? 12 to 13. Rejoicing in hope, patient in tribulation, I can see the connection. Patient in tribulation, continuing steadfastly in prayer, distributing to the needs of the saints, giving to hospitality. But what do we think about this? When it says rejoicing in hope, what does it mean? What hope? Jesus, um, Jesus Christ. Okay, Jesus Christ, who is yes, ultimately our hope, the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ, which is called the blessed hope, mm -hmm. um, rejoicing in it, uh, delighting in it. Always, when you think about it, right, you're filled with joy. Um, because when that happens, um, that's what helps one to be patient in tribulation. Mm -hmm. the, the reason why the disciples, um, even in, through their suffering, right? Mm -hmm. Whether it's when they flogged them, when they had to be flogged for the sake of Christ, when they had to be imprisoned, um, even to the point where they had to be killed. The only thing that, you know, made them go through those things, even in joy, was because of the hope that was set before them. Even for the Lord Jesus, if you read, as I'm speaking, I'm, I'm, I'm reminded of that. Hebrews 12. Let me, if you remember Hebrews 12, let me quickly open it. It talks about the Lord Jesus that we should also have be this way. Hebrews 12 as well, it says, Therefore, we also, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, that is, those who have gone before us, you know, those who have run this race, and they've, they, they finished well, so they are waiting for us too. They are cheering us on from heaven. This is what let us lay aside every weight and the sin which easily ensnares us, and let us run with endurance the race that is set before us. How? It says, looking unto Jesus the author and finisher of our faith, who for the joy, right? For the joy that was set before him, the hope of what he was going through, 
what it would produce. He says he endured the cross, despising the shame, and has sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. So him seeing the glory, him seeing the fruit of it, that through his action, you know, mankind, not just in his time, from the beginning time to the end of time, anyone who believes in him through this action, they will be saved. They will be saved, you know, all his creation, those he created, anyone who plugs into this thing that he's about to do, you know, they will be saved. So that, that joy, also the joy of how, you know, it's, it, it, it would please the Father and, of course, how in him being the perfect man, he will be exalted above all things and be seated at the right hand of, um, of the Father of God. So with all of this, the joy of many souls coming, you know, coming back to God, being restored, all of these were the hope. And he rejoiced in it. And that's what made him be patient. Even when, you know, he was going, uh, he was on the cross, he was being beaten. Abi says that he did not open his mouth. Um, so, yeah. Uh, let me open scripture. Romans 12. Okay. So, when we rejoice in this hope, like you said, ultimately in God, always just looking up to God, in His feeding on His faithfulness, that hope that, you know, David prayed one prayer. Says, "One thing have I desired that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life, to behold the beauty of the Lord and to inquire in His temple." So, David always had this hope that one day he will be with the Lord forever. He will be in his presence. That hope is always there. And it keeps him going. Keeps him going. That is his desire. He delights in it. So rejoicing in that hope that one day I will be with God. We will spend eternity with God. We would, uh, he would come for us. I would see him, this Jesus that. I have believed in that I have, you know, that I've worshipped and I've loved. I one day see him that is with my with my two eyes, not just you know spiritually, but I will see him, you know, him that we've been we have been waiting for. So as as you're thinking about it, you're rejoicing in it. It helps you, it helps to be patient even through life's tribulation, life's trials, you just remember God's faithfulness. God, you are good regardless, you know, regardless, this word, you know, this is not the end and everything. So there's just that encouragement each time we rejoice in that hope. And when we do that, like I said, we're patient in tribulation and how one of the ways of most efficient, uh, effective way that we do that is what? Being steadfast in prayer. It says continuing steadfastly in prayer. 
continue steadfastly in prayer because if that hope is not there, right? You know, I, I always say that if a man's hope is dashed, he's as good as dead. A man that is hopeless is as good as dead. It's just a walking corpse. That's what causes people to commit suicide because they it seems to them that there is no hope again. So they 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 die even before they they probably they kill themselves. For some people, they might not have you know committed suicide, but they are, they live their life full of uh, uh, despair or live their life in despair and uh, yeah in despair. Um. So when it's not there, when tribulations come complain i'm tired of all this you know da, 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 da. and when we do that of course we don't see any reason to pray prayer becomes uh, comes like uh, what's the point what's the point you know that's because of you know anytime that happens because there's a shift we no longer look at the joy that is set before us Probably taking our eyes off the Lord Jesus, who, like Jesus said, is our ultimate hope. Bible says, "Blessed is the man who trusts in the Lord and whose hope is the Lord." And of course, when all of these are intact, the next verse is distributing to the needs of the saints. When all of these are intact, it also again helps us to be. Um, Compassionate towards others help us to be helps us to be um, um, caring towards others. We 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 distribute the needs of our brethren, of the saints, um, and also giving to hospitality. Basically, so do you guys have anything to say concerning this? Anything? Okay. 14. Bless those who persecute you. Bless and do not curse. Rejoice with those who rejoice and weep with those who weep. Um, bless those who persecute you. Bless and do not curse. <laughs> Is this easy? No, not always, not always. <laughs> if there's one, if there's one thing I hate, it's ridicule. So it's, it's hard to bless and pray for people who ridicule you. So no, absolutely not. Yeah, it's 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 part of dying dying to self and the flesh. You know, like you said, you hate ridicule. Yeah. Um. um so especially somebody else, you know, um, they've they've they have treated you in a really, really bad way. And uh, and on top of that, it's not like they came to apologize to you. Well, that's the hurtful part. They don't deserve <laughs> it at all. <laughs> yeah, but you know. God who tells us to do this. Um, at least that's one thing uh, that uh, 
always, always humbles me. As I said, I remember the first time God started to teach me about forgiveness. You know, somebody had, you know, hurt me. Ah! I was like, no, this person, I can't this way. He said, yes, pray for the person. I said, ah! <laughs> <laughs> like you said, this person does not deserve. Ah! He said, pray for the person. And then, of course, that's when he said, to teach me that you know that do you know how many times you have done it to me I say ah ah so you you, you do it to me many times even I didn't wait for you you didn't deserve of course a scripture says God demonstrated his love towards what towards us in that while we were still sinners that is why we did not care why we did not were unapologetic since Christ died for us you know um, so that always humbles me when there is a struggle to um, bless another especially when the person offends you and on top of that, not just once, not just not twice, more than three times, and then they are very arrogant about it. They are proud. They don't even say sorry or apologize to you or even acknowledge that they did something. You know, those ones are the, are the most painful or the hardest. But you see, that... Um, the strength to do it is in Christ. It's in Christ. Um, it's in Christ. So it says, bless those who persecute you. you now, when Jesus said this in Matthew 5, um, bless those who cause you do good to them that persecute you. Pray for them who despitefully use you. You know, um, it says so that you can be perfect like your heavenly father who also lets his sun shine upon the righteous and upon the wicked. So there are many things that you know, we might have done that the, 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 appro the appropriate response for God to do is to curse, <laughs> is, to, is to say, you know what, from this day, so, 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 you know, but... Thank God, thank God, thank God that God does not treat us the way we either treat one another or we treat him. Thank God that he's merciful and then he, 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 yeah, he doesn't treat us that way. When, especially when, and when he wants to correct, sometimes you don't even know that you have, you have done something. And some way he just tries to show you. He chastens you. And when you see it, you are humbled. So when you've gone through the dealings of the Lord, when you've been dealt with by God, it's hard for you to, first of all, it's hard for you to be proud. Any time that enemy shows its face, you 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 resist it 
two, it's hard for you to also hold a grudge, even though that's the only thing that is there in your heart. So if you're struggling with it, like for me, whenever I struggle with, you know, I just go say, God, this one. Of course, I know, I know what God expects from me. So when someone offends me, right? I of course I know I cannot respond <laughs> in the way that they have, you know, offended me. So I just let, but there are some that ah you struggle. So once you struggle, just run to God and say, God, this one is hard. Please help me. Help me. And, uh, you know, I just begin to practice at least some of the things that God has taught me. First of all, I begin to pray for the person. I pray for you. And when I'm praying, I, I call them by name. For example, if I'm, let's say I'm, now I'm just using the name John. I say, John, I love you, John. I love you with love. Uh, I love you, John. I pray for you. So I, I begin to pray genuine prayers. What you are doing is you are moving against the tide of what your flesh is, 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 is suggesting to you. So the more you do that, of course, asking the Lord to help you, the more you do that. So that's a good place to start. I've said, I think I've said it before. Prayer. Pray for the person. Pray for the person. And many times the enemy will, you know, you might just be even washing plates, doing the dishes. And then, okay, let me even give you this example. Have we been in this situation where somebody, somebody that did something to somebody offended you? Yeah, and it's been a while, right? And then you're doing the dishes or doing something randomly. And then the, that thought of that offense just comes up. And then you begin to play it out in your head. You begin to play play out the event, the scenario, how maybe when the person did it, you didn't, you responded in a way, you didn't respond in a way that you wanted to respond. So in your head, you begin to play it out that the next time this person tries this thing, I will, I will, they will have it hot. I will show them who I am. All this in your head. Have <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 am I the only one? Have you? No, guys, no, no, no. I've uh, done yeah. Uh-huh. yeah. Now this is this is probably this might be probably months or even years. Years. Mm-hmm. But then it, you are just doing something random, and then the thought just comes, and the thing begins to play out again, and you have like you know your flesh is telling you that you know now you are more experienced. You not let that person try such again. They try it. <laughs> You've been in those situations, right? Yes. Uh, now nah, that's I, I realize at those points, right? Is is Satan? It's not your thoughts. Is the enemy thinking, especially if you've dealt with it before? Maybe you've dealt with it before, and maybe the person now did one other thing. You understand? Offended you? Maybe the person offended you in some other way all those other ones that they've done before mm-hmm. come up mm-hmm. at those point it's just the enemy trying to think his thoughts through your thoughts so you'll be discussing yourself with yourself you'll be playing out the whole event in your head 
-hmm. you know, how you respond, how the person, you know, the person will even be begging you, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I tell them, take your sorry with I don't need it. Because <laughs> <laughs> <that> is, <laughs> you know, you just, again, and you don't even know, you just, so you need to catch yourself. Those are not your, those, those, that's the enemy. You know, he's called the, 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 the accuser of the brethren. Mm -hmm. Yes. And so he's the accuser of the brethren, but not just, not only to God, also to fellow brethren. He's the accuser of the brethren to other brethren. So we're bringing up accusations against this person. So uh, I've had situations like that. And at least when I came to know this, all those thoughts are, and you see, your the because the flesh wants you, especially maybe when it happened, like I said, you did not take revenge, you did not act. So your flesh is still wanting justice. <laughs> your flesh is wanting justice. At that point in time, it's prayer, it's warfare. Because, like I said, the enemy is trying to think his thoughts through your thoughts and just bring up an accusation against that person. So I usually just put that thought down. Once I catch myself, I'm like, I resist you, Satan. I reject your counsel. I said, eh, it, it doesn't matter. What this person did has been long ago, and I forgive the person. I love the person. So I start speaking, you know, especially if, 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 if the Holy Spirit brings up a scripture that, pertains to that. Huh. The Lord says we should love one another as he has loved us. So I will love this person. It doesn't matter. Uh, yes, this person offended me, but it does not matter. The Lord, I also offend others and I've offended the Lord many, many times, yet he forgives me. So away with you, Satan. I have no business with you. I will not, you will not think your thoughts through my thoughts. I reject you. So I just pray those prayers, right? You realize that when you begin to do that, it will stop. It will stop. <laughs> and then you begin to pray those prayers again. This person, I love you. If it's so much, of course, you begin to ask God, Lord, help me. Help me. But these are just practical ways. I just thought I should um, share that. So bless those who persecute you. Bless and do not curse. Do not curse. You know, do not curse. Um, of course, rejoice with those who rejoice, weep with those who weep. Um, 16 says, be of the same mind toward one another. Do not set your mind on high things, be, but associate with the humble and do not be wise in your own opinion. Um, two questions. First, what does it mean to be of the same mind? Or how can we be of the same mind to one another? Um, that's one. Second one, what do you think they meant here when it says, do not set your mind on high things? Do we have an idea on any of the two? Or if you have an idea for the two, that's also fine.
Any idea? Or how can we be of the same mind toward one another? I think that's it. I think I'll ask you that way. How do you think you can be of the same mind? You know, every different people have different temperaments. Of course, coming from different backgrounds, coming from different experiences, you know, um, sometimes, lots of times, maybe different cultures, just different everything. Of course, like I said earlier, when we come into Christ, you know, we, we strive to um, become one with God, knowing that if I'm one with God and you are one with God, it means that we'll always we'll arrive at the same place, right? And then we'll begin to have um, one culture, one mindset. At least that's the that's 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 what's meant to happen. But what do you think? How 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 can one be of the same mind with one another, or how can we be of the same mind with one another? Guys, have an idea. Hello. Can you hear me? Yes. Yes. Okay. Okay. Did you get my question? Please, can you repeat this, please? Okay. Verse 16 says, be of the same mind toward one another. Do not set your mind on high things. So I asked two questions. I said, first of all, what does it mean to be? How can we be of the same mind with one another? And then the second one is, what do you think the writer here meant when he says, do not set your mind on high things? Okay, I think I understand the question now. So you said, like, what does it mean to be of the same mind, right? Mm. So I think um, with one another, like asking, you know, understanding each other, asking questions, just trying to find uh, a middle ground. And also, do not set your mind on high things, but associate yourselves with but associate with humble, do not be wise in your own opinion. So when I first read the uh, the first part of 16, where it says, do not set your mind on high things, mm. what came to mind was uh, 2 Corinthians 10 to 5, which states that we should cast cast down imaginations and every mm. high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God and, bring it, and bringing it into captivity, mm. every thought to the obedience of Christ. Christ. So anything that doesn't please God or anything that exalts itself, just, you should just cast it down. So 
that's what I got from that. Okay. Okay. Thank you. You seen anything? Oh, no, no. Sheila, I think you said it off. Thank you. Okay. Um, so let me start with, do not set your mind on high things, like you said. High things there. Um, are things, you know, anything that, uh, okay, using, let me use the scripture that you pulled up, which is uh, casting down every um, high thing or every um, imagination, imagination argument that seeks to exalt itself okay. above the knowledge of God. That's pride. Mm -hmm. So that's talking of pride, that's talking of haughtiness, that's talking of arrogance, that's talking of, yes, basically pride, proud things. So anything that seeks to exalt itself above the knowledge of God, um, above the word of God, above the knowledge of God, above God, uh, is termed a proud thing, you know. And it says, do not set your mind on high things, on things that are of pride, um, things that, uh, and anything that is flesh. Remember, remember when we talked about God over self? I told you that, yeah. I told you that uh, for the side of God, the ultimate goal. Or let me say the 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 um the vehicle to um or let me say the ultimate goal is to please God, right? To exalt the name of God and to glorify God, basically. And yes. then the the um the vehicle that is used to achieve that is the spirit walking in the spirit for the other side the ultimate goal even though it's even though even though it's flesh that is the vehicle the flesh is the vehicle right but ultimately the ultimate goal of of, of flesh is one self-exaltation self-gratification and self-exaltation. Right? And all these things are proud things. They seek to exalt themselves above the knowledge of God, even above God in the hearts of people. Isn't it? So, and nothing, 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 God cannot share I would not share his glory with anything or with any man. And nothing can be exalted above God. Because it's not even true. I don't know if you get what I mean. It's not even true. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? You understand what I mean by what? It's not even true. Yeah. Like, God is the highest. It dwells in the highest of the highest, right? So yep. anything 
that is trying to also play or, or say, oh, I want to be like God or claiming to be God has is 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 telling a lie. Because if we now check where that thing is domiciled, you find out that it's not in the highest. I don't know if I'm making sense. Yeah, yeah, you're making sense. Yes. So it's not, so it's in in the actual sense, it's, it's a lie. Even though, of course, nothing can be exalted uh, above God or even or even to where God is, except God Himself. You know. So do not seek high things, uh, but associate with the humble. Associate with the humble. Even God. <laughs> Even God associates with the humble. You understand? He is the highest. But he chooses to what? Associate himself with who? With you and I. With his creation. So, um, yeah, we are meant to imitate God. Um, do not be wise in your own opinion. Again, trust in the Lord with all your heart, you know, and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, submit to him, and he'll make your path straight. And that says, depart. Um, let me just open it. There's Proverbs 3. Five. There's something it says there. Five to seven. After it says all that. So you see that thing again. Can you see my screen? Yeah, and I can see your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him. Or another transition say, in all your ways, submit to him. And he will make your path straight or he will direct your path. The next thing that says, do not be wise in your own eyes. Again, it's also a form of pride. It's also a form of pride. Um, fear the Lord and depart from evil. That's it. So, remember when we talked about abhor evil, right? And cling to what is good. The second uh, verse that we read in this passage. Mm -hmm. And I said evil is in different levels. Now, in this case, it says fear the Lord and depart from evil. I believe he's saying evil here is being wise in your own eyes. It's an evil in the sight of God. You understand? But the world, but in the world is what we call wisdom. You know, so... Um, But yeah, that's what that means. And then the, then the part of um, being of the same mind, I want to take us to, okay, it's the same Romans. I want to take us to Romans 15. To read Romans 15, 5, say something. Can we see it? Romans 15, yeah. 5. He says, what? Now, may the God of patience and comfort grant you to be what? Like-minded 
toward one another according to who? According to Christ Jesus, that you may with one mind and one mouth glorify the, the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. Now, when I read this, right, what caught my attention is, it says, now may the God of patience and comfort. So, Paul is, is directing us to a part of God that is responsible for this. I don't know if that makes sense. So there's the God, say, I'm praying now, I can say, may the God of vengeance fight for you. Right? That's a dimension of God. Does that make sense? Yeah. May the God, I say, may the God of, now these are just different parts of God. You understand? I cannot say, may the God of vengeance, even though it's the same God, but that aspect of God, mm -hmm. I, I would say, may the God of vengeance cause you to be like-minded towards one, one another. <laughs> <laughs> It was, you understand, <laughs> it might not sound this, you know, well in the air, but even though, so I believe he's also showing us the part of God that is responsible for, uh, responsible for helping us to be like-minded. What do you say? Patience and comfort. You know, when you mentioned, when you talked about, you know, uh, understanding each other, right? Yeah. Uh, yes. What is needed for all of that? Yes. Patience. Mm -hmm. Patience. You know, being patient with one another. Some people's temperament are more than the others. So, you, you know, okay. It requires a lot of patience, a lot of love, a lot of endurance. So, but patience, right? Mm -hmm. And comfort. So I also I see this part as comfort in the sense of finding comfort in the Lord. Because sometimes me being patient with somebody is also the reason why I can, okay, so the reason why I can be impatient with somebody is because maybe some part of me is expecting something from them and they are not giving it to me. Mm. For example, and it can be different things. So, for example, again, I like to use marriage, right? Let me use marriage. One spouse is, maybe one spouse is giving their, you know, giving their all, but the other spouse is not pulling their weight. You understand? It can be, yeah. it can be a thing of, the other one that is, can now become, you know, can take offense. And be like, you know what? I can't take it anymore. I've tried. Isn't it? So, yeah. why? Because part of them is expecting, especially, you know, the emotional side, they're expecting an emotional response from their spouse, but their spouse is not giving them. So, or they're, 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 they're trying to find some form of comfort in the emotional response of their spouse or in the love of their spouse, but they are not getting it, isn't it? 
So, of course, that's when there's wahala, that's when there's problem, and that's when there's trouble, and that's when there's, you know, offense. But I believe when he's saying here that comfort, he's also saying find comfort in the Lord. See, when the Lord is, when, when our, when all our desires are satisfied in the Lord, you realize that you won't really expect anything from others. Mm-hmm. So your love will not be based on what you're expecting from the other person. It will just be based on what you want to give. Does that make sense? Yeah. Because those the, those desires that you desire from others, oh, why are they not? You are getting it from the Lord, from your intimacy with God. So the Lord has filled you with himself. So you are going around. The only thing you want to do is just to what? It's just to give. Without, you're not expecting anything in return. Mm-hmm. And that's who God is. <laughs> He's always giving. Even to the wicked. Gives them life, gives them breath, gives them food. Even blesses them with, you understand, with <laughs> good things. Even though they don't give in anything. So, so yeah, that's, I wanted to point this out. I, I, I came across it and that caught my attention. May the God of patience and comfort is very uh, uh, interesting how he pointed that out. So, and like I said, as we've talked about it, you see that those are the things that are required for us to be like-minded. It takes patience. It takes, um, yeah, patience. Because even for, for, for God, he says, let, let this mind be in you, which was in Christ Jesus. For us to have, yes, we have the mind of Christ, but for us to actually come to the fullness of that, God is ever patient with us. <laughs> Isn't it? He's patient even from the day you give your life to Christ. It's not like you you were just perfect from that day. He began to walk with you, right? He began to yeah. walk on you. And he's still walking on you even unto the perfect day. So you can see him also exercising this and the lord is is god he can is he's okay he doesn't need you and i to be god you understand so it's not like it's not like my wickedness right affects god in any way i don't know if that makes sense yeah it doesn't affect god yes Mm -hmm. His God's concern is grief because when we're wicked, we destroy our own selves and we also destroy yeah. others. You know, um, also our righteousness too does not help him in any way, or does not benefit him in any way. But it benefits our own soul and also the souls of others or the lives of others. It's a, it, there's a place in Job that says that. 
you know. There's a place in Job that says, I think it's Job 35, if I'm not mistaken. Either 32 or 35. So, yeah, God works with us using these principles of patience and also, um, yeah, patience. Um, so it's, also, it's for us to also find comfort in the Lord and to be patient with others. I believe that will help us to come to that place of oneness in our mind. And I'll just wrap it up with the last few verses. Time says, repay no one evil for evil, which we've talked about. When people do evil to you, it says what? Do not repay with evil, because two wrongs, as we say in the word, two wrongs don't make a right. Evil cannot take out evil. If evil takes out another evil, it's just another evil that has come to stay. Um, it says, have regard for good things in the sight of all men. If it is possible, as much as depends on your own end on you, live peaceably with all men. Beloved, do not avenge yourselves, but rather give place to wrath. For it is written, vengeance is mine, and I repay, says the Lord. And he's also saying this, right? Not for us to, maybe somebody offended you, right? And you say, okay, vengeance is the Lord. No problem. Then your heart, you are waiting for that vengeance to take place. Do we think like that? <laughs> <laughs> you are waiting for the for the vengeance to happen, for his wrath to come. You know, yes, you are stylishly waiting. Uh, the thing is, you know, you will wait oh. <laughs> because God sees the heart. Mm. He will not. He might not even make any move against that person, as long as your heart is still there. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. So, hmm. That's also what I believe he's also talking about here. Um, that's why he says, if your enemy is hungry, feed him. If he's thirsty, give him a drink. For in doing so, you will heap coals of fire on his head. When he, after all they've done to you, you know, they persecute you, they do this, and they're expecting you to respond mm -hmm. in a certain way. You now respond with good, respond with, with kindness, with love. <sighs> they might try it again and say, no, it's like we didn't do well the other time. Let's 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 increase the heat. And then they do, 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 do. and then you respond one day, all they'll be left with is their own wickedness and their own foolishness. Because they expected that their foolish act will also make you to act foolishly or wickedly too. But since you didn't come out to play with them, they are left alone on the playground of wickedness. So they, are, they can only see themselves. 
So they will be they, they, at some for many people at some at that point in time their own their eyes are now opened to the weak to, to, to their wicked acts and that causes them to say you know what ah. it, it, it gives them no rest basically that's why it says for in doing so you will heap coals of fire on his head like ah, what kind of person is this ah. what kind of person is this so for some it will cause them to change to cause them to repent can bring from can bring about transformation for some might harden their hearts more but it will do something to them basically they will know that this one is different something is you know this guy is dangerous or this girl is dangerous how can i how can after all i've done to this person this person is still you know, treating me this way. No. No. <laughs> 21, do not be overcome by evil, but overcome evil with good. Because one of Satan's plots, whenever we go through persecution, whenever we go through suffering, whenever we go through things is for his, 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 his desire or his plan is that we too huh, will also be consumed by that by the evil that we suffer so if somebody you know treats you with hatred even even when you didn't do anything his expectation is that because of this person treated you with hatred you too will be filled with hatred Right, so but what the scripture is telling us is let us not allow that to happen. If somebody treats us with hatred, we should overcome first of all ourselves with love and then overcome the other person too with love or with that which is good. So yeah, I don't know if we, I don't know if you have any other thing, something to share concerning this. Do not be overcome by evil, but overcome evil with good. Do you have anything? No, I just have one, one thing, one okay. thing, just one statement concerning um 20. And also when, you know, when somebody is um plotting evil against you or when somebody's being like really rude and in response to that, you're nice to that person, I find that, it makes the person uncomfortable for a while. Yes. Yeah, that's what I just wanted to add because I've experienced that myself too as well. Mm. Yes, makes them uncomfortable because you're not doing, you're not doing what they expect you to do. Yeah. You're not responding in the way they wanted to respond. So that also now helps them to see the wickedness that they're doing. And when they see the, the wickedness that they're doing, they're ashamed of it. <laughs> But if you yeah. do it, they can say, eh, we're all wicked now. So <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. So they can be comfortable in it. You know, good or bad, if you if you if you're doing something and you're the only one doing it, eh, you might feel a bit awkward, you know. Yeah. yeah. So but if you not see other people doing it, there's this relaxation, you know. Yeah, okay, okay. But so that leaves them in that state of so I'm doing something wrong. It's like, okay, for example, 
you don't even need to do anything sometimes. You, for the example of maybe you go to a place and amongst friends and maybe they drink and smoke, right? Mm-hmm. And you're just there. You don't even judge them. You don't even say anything with your mouth. You just tell them, no, I don't drink. I don't smoke. I don't usually, I don't do that. Maybe they offer. You say, no, 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 no I don't. That alone, right, <laughs> makes them start feeling, ah, why is this person not doing this as well? Right? Then they begin to see, begin to ask themselves, so uh, what we're doing, bad. So before they didn't see it as bad, but now they've seen somebody who has refused to be overcome by that thing. So what you're also showing them, right, is that it is possible not to be overcome by that thing. So them acting like that is is also, um, be it wickedness or anything, is them, you not acting in the way they want you to act is you also showing them their failure in not resisting the wickedness in which they are walking in. You understand? Yeah. You had the, you had the chance. In fact, you were you were persecuted or you were treated in this way. So that was enough temptation and enough, you know, reason for you to also be that way. But you now chose and said, no, you won't be that way. You responded differently. Uh-uh. Yeah, like you said, to make them uncomfortable mm-hmm. in different ways. So many things were happening. So, yeah. You still anything? Before we just pray. Oh no, 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 nothing at all. Thank you all. You have all spoken well. Okay. So yeah, these are some of the things according to this uh, passage of what it means to truly be a Christian. And like we always say. It's not by power, it's not by might, but by my spirit, says the Lord of hosts. It's by the spirit of God. He quickens us because he's the spirit of truth, he's the spirit of love, he's the spirit of wisdom, he's the spirit of um, that is that was at work in Christ. Um, so he's the spirit of Christ. So he's the one that is responsible for this nature. Um, in anybody so we are to put our trust in him and always ask him to teach us just ask him to help us just ask him to quicken us give us the grace to walk circumspectly to walk worthy of God at all times and to truly truly walk in true Christianity to the glory of God in Christ Jesus so I want us to just pray. Um, first of all, let's just thank God for the word that we have, you know, touched on today. Um, let's thank him for 
just the entrance of his word brings light, it brings understanding, helps us to see clearly. So Father, we just thank you for your word. Scripture, thank you for your goodness. Thank you for your light that you have shone in our hearts, even at this time. Thank you for uh, uh, giving us the opportunity to gather in your name. Thank you for ministering to us. Thank you for how it went. Thank you for the things that have been said, the insights, the, 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 the um, examples, and just things to help us learn, to help us uh, continue to you know, strive for growth in our walk with you. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Almighty God. Um, thank you for your word. Let's just pray, Lord, help us to be doers of your word. As we have heard your word, that we're not just here, but we go forth to do. We go forth to, as, as you bring uh, uh, the opportunities our, our way, you said that we should redeem the times. We should be wise and we should redeem the times and take, uh, 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 make use of every opportunity for the days are evil. Help us, O oh God, at every point in time as you give us the opportunity to live out your truth, your word, your light, your nature, your kingdom, your righteousness. Help us, O oh God, to, to first of all see the opportunity and then to take it. And then to as, as you quicken us and as you lead us, as you empower us, that we live out the nature of Jesus Christ in the name of Jesus. Help us to be doers of your word in the name of Jesus. Not just hear us, but doers of your word in the mighty name of Jesus. Let's also ask the Lord to help us to be true Christians in our conduct, in our words, in our thoughts. For the Lord sees the heart, you know, and we, 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 we pray to a God, to our Father who sees in secret. Nothing is hidden from his, from his sight, from his eyes. So let's ask him to help us to walk in love as we have seen, because we see that the root of it all is genuine, passionate, sincere love for God and also for others. Let's ask the Lord to help us. Father, help us. Help us to love as you want us to love. Help us to love you and to love others in the name of Jesus. Help us, O oh God, that we be true Christians as you bring opportunities our way. Um, help us to not forget your word. Help us to not forget the things that you teach us, the things that you've taught us, both individually in secret with our koinonia and fellowship with you, and also in this group, in these meetings, things that you teach us, help us to always remember, Holy Spirit, help us to walk worthy of you at all times as opportunity presents itself in the name of Jesus. Help us to walk in the spirit and not in the flesh in the mighty name of Jesus. And as the scripture says, help us, oh God, that we also, no matter what people or anyone does to us, Help us that we are never overcome by evil, 
but that we overcome evil with good to the glory of your holy name in the mighty name of Jesus. Help your church, help our bread, help my brethren, help each and every one of us in the name of Jesus to see as you see and to choose as you choose. That our hearts, oh God, we we love as you want us to love. We love like you love in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Help us, O God, to, 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 that our love will not be with hypocrisy, to be without hypocrisy, to be sincere, to be truthful, to be from a pure heart. In the name of Jesus, that you will quicken us to love this way, to the glory of your holy name, in the mighty name of Jesus. Help us to abhor evil and to cling to that which is good, in the name of Jesus. Help us, O God, to be of one mind with one another, to the glory of your holy name, in the mighty name of Jesus. Help us, O God, to not be lacking in diligence. Help us to be fervent in spirit, serving you faithfully, diligently, consistently, in the name of Jesus. Help us, O oh God, to, 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 as we do this, help us as well to be distributors of, of good things, even to the saints. Help us to, to, be, to be giving as well to hospitality. Help us, Lord Jesus, that we, 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 we do good in your sight. Let the meditations of our heart and the words of our mouth be pleasing and acceptable. Unto you, God, in the name of Jesus Christ. If there be any form of falsehood or anything, way that we've been living in falsehood, any area of our life, Oh Lord, we ask that you expose it to your light and that you uproot it from us and replace it with that which is true. Help us, oh God, that we are we everything that we 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 only portray ourselves to be that which we truly are, that which you have enabled us to be by your grace in the mighty name of Jesus. Help us to be affect, kindly affectionate towards one another with brotherly love. Yes, esteeming the others even more than ourselves. Help us, O oh Lord, to love sacrificially, to love as you would love, to love as you love in the name of Jesus. For we cannot do any of these by our own strength. We acknowledge our weakness. We acknowledge our infirmities. We acknowledge our, our limitations. But we, we, we put our trust in you, oh God, knowing that you are able to do everything, even more than all that we can ever imagine or think of. Help us, oh God, 
Quicken us, Lord Jesus, that we may call upon your holy name, that we may be able to do all that you want us to do. Aruka siba kambe, shento predi safaroko felambuma, ulaike tuzo siba mantesh kebembre, raba babakuna, shente kibiasonde kibreno saika, that even in the, in the, in the, in, 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 in the, um, presence or in the scenarios of, of, of tribulation or trials or temptations that we will, will, will remain Christians in our conduct, in our thoughts, in our actions, in our deeds, in everything, in the mighty name of Jesus. Thank you, almighty God. We give you all the praise and we give you adoration. In Jesus' mighty name. Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Thank you all. So let's just share the grace. My fellowship. The grace. Oh, sorry. Did any of us have any prayer point? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, just. Okay, yes, please go on. Oh, I just wanted us to um, um, pray for you and just ask God to um, give you strength. And, but we're gonna first, so we're going to first thank God for what God is doing through you and then ask God to increase your strength in doing his work. So Heavenly Father, we thank you for the life of our brother Lionel. We thank you for what you have done through him and what you continuously to do through him. I thank you that, oh God, through him, he was able to share the word of God with us. As a result of this, Lord, in his day of trouble, may you remember this. And Lord, may you rescue him wherever he is. We ask that you may continuously um, increase his strength. May he not grow weary in doing your work. And I also pray that, Lord, you may bless him everywhere he goes. And every time he opens up the Bible to learn more about you, Holy Spirit, we ask that you may increase his understanding of your word. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. 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 Thank you so much. Thank you. Prayer. Thank God, you know. <laughs> so let's just... Uh, Share the grace fellowship. Grace. The love of God and the sweet fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with us now. Amen. Surely God's goodness and mercy shall follow us all the days of our lives. We shall dwell in the house of the Lord. Forever and ever. Amen. 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 Thank you. So you guys take care. Lord be with you and have a lovely night. Amen.